podcast series we'll be speaking to industry leaders from various business verticals and understand their approach towards marketing and growth we'll be focusing on key aspects like customer acquisition retention engagement personalization among others and provide key insights to our community of marketers and product owners this is your opportunity to learn and emulate these learnings in your campaigns and marketing initiatives to churn exceptional results All right. Well, hey, welcome everybody. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, influencer marketing, along with a variety of other topics, uh, with Adam Hadi at Current. And I think that really to kick things off, while most modern and traditional banks and fintech brands have been trying to tap into the millennial and Gen Z demographic, Current is really one U.S.-based mobile-only challenger bank that's. Uh, not only hit the jackpot, but also really acquired the Midas Touch in the process. So, a little bit about Current as an app and as a brand. Um, a million users they had back in June of 2020. Currently, they stand at three million users a year later, and it's really a testament to the incredible business growth observed by the Challenger Bank. Current has really observed. I've got 100% growth in downloads with a 120% increase in daily active users. And what we're going to talk about with Adam today is really about achieving this growth through its purpose-driven brand actions, um, unique functions, and obviously all the other things that you guys do that uh, um, that's unique to you. Um, so yeah, my name again is Aaron Magee. I'm the GM for North America for Mo Engage, and I'll be your host. And I'm really looking forward to jumping into things with Adam Hadi, the VP of Marketing at Current. So Adam, welcome. How's your day going so far? Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for thanks for having me on here. Uh, Absolutely, so Absolutely. No, that's great. Well, hey, before we before we kind of jump into the Q and A around what you're doing at Current and, uh, and and everything else, I'd love to find out. Talk to me. You know, give me a, a, a brief overview of your work experience so far. What's your day to day look like? And maybe share anything anything about you that uh, you think the listeners would find interesting. Uh, <laughs> Certainly. Uh, well, so I've been here at Current uh, for a little over uh, two and a half years, uh, VP of Marketing here. Uh, now, before before Current, I actually spent quite a few years as a as an independent consultant working in the space, uh, mostly on things in uh, performance marketing, mostly on the mobile side. Uh, quite a bit of influencer marketing in the mix there as well. Uh, I used to work on the Daily Fantasy Sports uh, app called Draft. Uh, before that, uh, I, I used to uh, work actually at, at Tops, the old American trading card company. Uh, oh yeah, a, a, a trading card division about ten years ago. Uh, trust me when I say that's a much easier conversation to have now. Uh, 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 talking about digital trading cards in, in 2021 than it was uh, back when I was working there, uh, and uh, I actually started my career uh, as as an economist with the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I spent about five years there. Uh, so not maybe the most traditional background for uh, for a marketer, uh, but here we are. Yeah, no doubt. No, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That sounds like a, that sounds like a whole one eighty from where you are today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, yes and no, right? From a, from a from a data standpoint, uh, right? And you talk about like what, particularly my, my career and on on the performance side of things, it's it's not a full one eighty, uh, but maybe a ninety degree turn. Let's let's say that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, before we we get into the Q and A, anything that you can share about yourself? I mean, some of the things I always like to ask are, you know, any productivity hacks you picked up over the last year during quarantine, or maybe even like what's your uh, 
you know, what's your favorite, uh, favorite sport, anything like that. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, let's see. Quar uh, hacks I've picked up during quarantine. Well, I had a baby. Uh, and, oh. and so in terms of productivity hacks, uh, maybe I don't recommend it for that. Uh, I guess it certainly made me very mercenary with my time. It's forced me to be a little bit more efficient. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'm not the best person uh, to ask. Great. Well, like it's like an almost having a baby is almost like an opposite productivity hack in a way, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Diff different kind of productivity. That's for sure. Uh, that, that, that's right. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Well, hey, Adam, let's jump in. I think I think one of the places I wanted to start was, you know, one of the things that I've seen is really millennials and Gen Zs have really emerged as significant drivers of the economy and especially valuable to the banking system. And, you know, I, I know that some of the stats that I've seen say that, you know, this demographic in the U.S. is expected to inherit 68 trillion from their boomer parents by 2030, effectively increasing the revenue contribution from like 15 to 30 billion over the next four years. So I guess when you think about this demographic or these, these two demographics, I mean, how important is this for banks and financial institutions, especially for somebody like Current? Um, well, you know, it's, it's a lot about, a lot of that is, is, is about how that's spread. Uh, okay. So for us, uh, demographically, that's, that's exactly who we're banking is that generation, right? Um, and, and if you talk about, uh, traditional banks and, and, and who their business model really serves, uh, you know, they make money three different ways, really. They make money by loaning out your deposits, uh, by, by selling you a credit card and, and by getting you into a mortgage. Those are the, the, the three big ways. Um, now, the problem with that business model is that uh, that works for maybe, you know, 20% of the population, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Even the majority of, uh, of, of, of customers of big banks tend to not make them money. They, they, they tend to be more of a cost center than, 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 actual, than actually profitable. Um, so that, that creates this big problem, right? And that's uh, effectively why so many people have such a negative relationship with, with, with their bank um, is because they're not intended to have a positive one, right? Now, me or you, we're fine, right? You know, we can walk into a Chase, into a Bank of America, uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's not the best digital experience in the world, right? It's not my favorite app, but it's, it's in many ways forgettable. Right, but that's actually not the case for most Americans, especially if you're young, uh, especially if you're lower income, a gig economy worker, service industry worker. You have a totally different experience. Um, now, you know, and enter enter current. Right, obviously we're far more cost efficient uh, than, than than a traditional bank, uh, but we also have a fundamentally different business model um, where we make the majority of our revenue off of interchange fees. So those are the fees that are charged on the merchant side of the transaction. Uh, that's 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 pretty powerful, right? Because that that allows mm -hmm. us to make money from a customer without it coming from the customer, right? Uh, it, it's coming from the underlying system, um, so that that allows us, you know, to then build a brand and build a product uh, that's relevant to that customer. Um, whereas, you know, traditional banks uh, have no incentive to do so, right? So they're, they're really they're not going after uh, the, the the young people that we're we're able to go after uh, and actually bank profitably. Yeah. And is, is there, do you think that that's a, a factor of just kind of, we've always done it this way, or is it, is it a decision? I mean, what, what do you, what do you see, what do you see there? Uh, well, I mean, there, there, there have been changes, 
if 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 you go back to you know Dodd Frank and 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 some some aspects of like the Durban Act, uh, there's actually been regulatory changes uh, in, in in the environment now. Um, that that's kind of accelerated this trend. But but you know no matter what, right? You look at you know a a, a brick and mortar bank. Uh, it's it's many ways a, a it's a very expensive luxury product, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's somewhat it's somewhat uh, funny to say in 2021, uh, hey, we're, we're we're banking, but online, as if that's that's some really novel thing. Uh, like you would think, hey, shouldn't have this transformation have happened 20 years ago? Uh, and and you know the short answer is that uh, you know the regulatory environment moves a little bit slower in financial services. Uh, and so this this kind of opportunities really only opened up in the, in the last few years. Got it. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Well, I think you know one of the things when I talk to um, I'd say traditional financial institutions, right? There's really this concept of trust that that I think there it's 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 this idea that the the younger generation um, has almost kind of this distrust and they're expecting brands to communicate with them in a certain way that like builds their trust. And I think a lot of, you know, existing kind of what you would call it doing it the old way institutions don't, don't think of it that way. Even something as simple as, Hey, you know, I'm using the mobile app. Why are you sending me emails that say download the mobile app, right? That kind of thing. <laughs> um, and I think that if you take that trust concept and you apply it now, we're switching over to this, you know, to, uh, to influencer marketing. I want to get into this with you. You know, you take this idea that this generation has grown actually kind of almost distrusting even of ad placements, placements on TV networks or social channels. So now it's kind of like, where do you go? And obviously one of the things that we really want to go deep on with you is this whole idea of influencers, right? Somebody who's, endorsing a product or service and making it appear more legitimate. So I'm curious, you know, is it because of this demographic that you guys are, are, are taking more of an influencer path or is it just, is it an effective the scenes? It's something else. I'd love to see if you could expand on that for me. Yes, yeah, certainly. So, so, so trust is a really interesting topic. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, a, it's imperative when you, when you're talking about uh, a financial product. Right. And, and there's, there's trust uh, and there's also security, which is, which is maybe a subset of that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that is a challenge for, for, for all fintechs um, because look, I, I can sit here and, and, and rail on Wells Fargo for, for, for days. Right. And, and, and how they've betrayed customers and this, this and that. But the truth of the matter is that there's still a sense of security that comes with the fact that, Hey, they're around the corner. And if, you know, my money doesn't work or, or, or something goes wrong, I can go and I can yell at somebody. Um, and, 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 and as a fintech, uh, you know, we have to close that, that, that gap in, 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 in trust and security. Now, ultimately, I think, you know, customers, especially younger customers in, in this generation want to trust us, right? They, and, mm-hmm. and they've lost faith in those traditional institutions, but there's still maybe a sense of security that can exist there. And we're trying to close that gap. And so, Certainly, working with influencers is is a really great way uh, to kind of sh- you know take a take a little bit of a shortcut uh, and, and and fast fast forward that that trust building process because uh, rightfully so if you talk about somebody who's 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 Gen Z or a young millennial who's kind of grown up uh, in, in a world with you know pretty ubiquitous digital advertising where anybody can run an ad uh, they've grown to be very skeptical of that right. Oh, and you'll hear them say things like, oh, that's just like an Instagram brand, 
you know, or the Instagram company, <laughs> you know, in, in reference to these ads, uh, which which is actually a, an appropriate way of describing them. Um, and so they they you know just the, the type of legitimacy that you get just from running any advertising isn't inherently going to be there. Um, and, and I think uh, if you talk about different mediums, uh, they can go towards building trust in different ways. Um, but for, uh, for, for, for this generation, I mean, you talk about the most relevant, uh, the most relevant people, the most relevant endorses that you can get for, for somebody who's, you know, 27 years old, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be social influencers, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's generationally very different than it's been, been, been in the past. Right. Uh, and, and still today, I mean, we live again, a function of, of kind of the changing media landscapes and, and the various bubbles uh, that we live in. I mean, people talk about that quite often as, as it relates to various topics, but I think it no, no, you know, what, what can make that very clear is if you look at celebrity, right? And I think at no other point would you have a top five uh, celebrity to a 25 year old, um, not even be known by a 35 year old, mm -hmm. you know, in, 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 and maybe a 45-year-old doesn't even understand the medium, <laughs> not to mention right, the individual. Right. Uh, and and that's, that's kind of the world uh, we, we, we live in today. Uh, and so, yeah, given, um, you know, we're, we're banking uh, largely, you know, Gen Z and, and, and younger millennial, millennial customers, um, working with those influencers as, and, and getting their endorsement is, is, a, is certainly a, an effective way of, again, fast-tracking that trust-building process uh, and building legitimacy. Yeah, I got you. I, well, I certainly resonate with the whole, like, you know, it, it, the band, the age bands and like who recognizes who. I mean, I've got a 13 year old daughter. I'm in my forties and it's like, she's like, oh, so-and-so. I'm like, huh? <laughs> right. It's like, oh, she's on YouTube. Right. And she's got like 3 million, 3 million subscribers on YouTube. And I have no idea who this person is or why anybody would even want to watch, watch what she has to say. Right. So I, I totally get that. Definitely relate. Um, Adam, what about, so here's the thing, right? I mean, every, anybody can in, in generically like go get influencers, right? I mean, American Express, Wells Fargo, Chase. I mean, anybody can go, you know, pop out some dollars and be like, okay, boom, we're going to go, we're going to go do it. I mean, how do you guys choose or how do you guys kind of move beyond that? Check the box. Okay. We quote did influencer marketing. <laughs> well, you know, it's one, it's not easy. Uh, and so uh, or it's not easy to do well because you're right. I mean, you could kind of throw money at, at, at this problem and, and, and check the box. Um, but it, it's much more about relationship building. Um, and, and it's building, uh, you know, trust between uh, you, the brand, uh, and, 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 and the influencer. One, that we trust the influencer to make great content uh, and mm -hmm. content that will be relevant to their, to their fans and position us in a way that makes sense. Um, but then two, that the influencer trusts us that we're going to be cool with that, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and ultimately, uh, if, if you have that trust that goes both ways, you end up, uh, putting out content and putting out materials, uh, and, and positioning current in a way that's very positive. And that's not easy to do. Um, and, and, you know, often I, I like to think of like the, the traditional sponsorships, uh, in the world, you know, you know, we've, we've come to kind of ignore this phrase, but brought to you by so-and-so, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that, that phrase has kind of lost its meaning. Uh, but when the sponsorship's done very well, uh, it, it, it actually, 
that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like, man, this content that I'm watching would not be possible if it wasn't for Current. And, and that really builds up Current, right? And that builds the brand of Current. Uh, and, and it's exactly kind of how we want to be positioned. Um, okay. But that only works in, in, in when, when you have um, that, that healthy two-way trust relationship uh, with the influencer, which I said, it, it's, it's not, you know, it's not easy to do. Right. Can you, um, I'm, we've got a couple of the, of the, uh, the marketing campaigns that you guys have done. So some of the ones that I have here on my list are like the hustle series, the video episodes, you know, you've got souls in focus based on Leon, who's your landlord. I mean, can you go, I mean, can you either pick one or a few of those and maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how you worked with them or, or what kind of outcomes you tried to get. I'd love to just see if you could go into a little bit more depth on some of those, talk about what they are and, and why you guys thought that they would be good fit for you. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, with, with actually the Hustle series, it's a good example of us, um, you know, building in value for, for influencers and, and their fans. Um, yeah. So a good example would be, uh, you know, we did, we did a behind the scenes uh, video with Goddamn Zell. So Goddamn Zell's a YouTuber, big fan. Uh, he you know, uh, he had a whole kitchen cooking episode in which, you know, he, he the AIDS, again, you know, I, I, without, without ruining it, go, go look up goddamn Zoe and, and you'll see, you'll see the content yourself. Um, but what we did uh, is we actually sent a crew down there. Uh, we, we sent our own people. Uh, this was down in Atlanta, shot a bunch of behind the scenes footage, um, did a few extra things and really made that video bigger than what it would have been without us. Uh, and then yeah. offered value on our own channels. Um, so, you know, when, 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 when goddamn so says, Hey, go follow current or go check out current, there's actually relevant content. There's relevant materials there in which we're adding to uh, the content, not taking away from it. Right. We're not like, mm -hmm. Oh man, current, that's the company that's wasted my life, you know, 60 seconds at a time or 30 seconds at a time. No, <laughs> it's hey current, you know, they actually, they shot all this cool stuff and they, they, they made all this stuff possible. Um, and, and again, that, that's actually content that lives on our own, um, which, uh, which is, which is, which is different than, you know, the take that most, uh, companies would, uh, would do when it comes to influencer marketing. Um, now that's one piece of the pie. I mean, you know, for us, influencers are, are, are pretty, it's, it's a pretty broad business strategy. It's not just a marketing strategy. I mean, it's become part of our product strategy, um, our acquisition strategy, our brand strategy, et cetera. Yeah, I got it. Do you feel that, I mean, as marketers, right, we, a lot of times you get into the mode of, I'm going to pay to run a campaign, or I'm going to buy the, you know, here's my insertion order, right? Boom, boom, boom. But it sounds like you guys are moving beyond that and saying, hey, look, we also have to provide value because again, like you said, we can't take away. I mean, is that, is that, is that the secret? I mean, is it, or is it, is it more complex than that? Or like, really, if, if you can look for ways to do do both like you know obviously have a have a commercial arrangement also be adding value in addition to is that kind of the you know the one plus one equals five uh, i mean it's you know that that's a big part of the equation i think being authentic is really important um and that having a true authentic understanding of a creator of an influencer when working with them um you know not not just kind of like uh, surface layer, but actually getting to know their content, getting to know their fans, getting to know what makes them tick, what they want to get out of this. Um, 
that that that's really important. And again, that's just it's just hard to do that. It's it's not yeah. a it's not an easy thing to do. And I think it's you know I don't know a few years ago when influencer marketing uh, was was kind of taking off as 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 like a fad. I'd I'd say at the time, um, you know, a lot of a lot of companies like dipped their toes in and, and tried it out and were like, oh no, this doesn't work. This doesn't make sense. Um, and and the truth is, well, one for a lot of companies, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily make sense as as part of your marketing mix. Uh, but but certainly for many others, it's uh, it's not something that's you know easy to do well, and and you kind of have to dedicate the resources, and so there's a little bit of a chicken and egg problem that might might exist there. Yeah, I got it. I'm curious if you were giving somebody advice who's like you know sitting here listening to this and thinking like I've been really wanting to do this, but I don't know where to get started. I mean, what's what's kind of the you know Adam's easy one two three steps to get started at like to really to really I guess take a serious look at if you know is influencer marketing for me well I would I would say number one look at your audience um, and 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 see 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 where they are right now if, if you're gonna tell me that hey you know your audience you're selling you know uh, prescription discounts and your median age is 50. Uh, you're, you know, influencer marketing in, in the sense in which we're speaking about it is not mm -hmm. going to make sense for you. Your demographic simply isn't there. So you go and you find, hey, where is that demographic, you know? And maybe that's, you know, uh, Facebook. Certainly it's Facebook. Certainly uh, maybe linear TV, right? Uh, and, and, and then maybe it's, you know, about taking an endorsement from, um, you know, somebody who who who's who is the most relevant person to a 50 year old and 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 putting paid media behind that on 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 one of those uh channels and and that you know that would be like the equivalent again it's it's it, this isn't like uh what we're doing here isn't new in in a lot of ways right celebrity endorsements right. have been done for you know basically since advertising first well since celebrities have existed i'll say i'll say that yeah. Uh, and so this is it, it. It's more so the medium that that's changed, and and some of the dynamics, right? Uh, I'm able to maybe the most important of that is it's is kind of the direct relationships that can exist. These are, you know, influencers today, or, or I should say, celebrities today, in many ways, own their own access and own distribution to their audience more than ever before. Uh, you could argue, well, they don't own it. Maybe Google owns it, or maybe Facebook yeah. owns it, or maybe TikTok owns it. Uh, but they have direct access, right? There, there's not other middlemen involved here, um, and so it, it allows you to to build uh, far, you know, far more interesting, complex, uh, and, and ultimately deeper uh, relationships in the way that uh, it, it it just hasn't been possible for for many brands and historically. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I think what to me what's really cool too is it it, it really gives marketers at canvas, right? I mean, because so much of it digital these days is about, you know, optimization and A-B testing and like, you know, look at your analytics every day and all that stuff. And, and, and while certainly that's important, we'll get into that in a minute. I think that it's what's also really cool is, you know, there is a lot of, of again, just kind of like, you know, sticky notes on the wall uh, with this kind of thing. So it's, it's fun to, it's fun to hear, hear how it evolves. So Adam, as a follow-up to all this talk about how and what's worked, I mean, it, ultimately it does have to come down to, is it working, right? Is it showing results? 
So, I mean, today, how do you guys take a look at the impact of this kind of marketing strategy on acquisition, engagement, you know, retention, branding? I mean, I'd love if you could talk a little bit about, hey, what do you pay attention to to say, hey, it's working? And then, you know, what, what kind of results have you seen? Again, being as, as sharing is whatever you're, you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I think like any other channel, um, it, it's, it's pretty flexible in terms of what you're looking to accomplish. I mean, um, I, I'd say actually some of, you know, in the, in the earliest days of influencer marketing, um, you know, you had maybe a lot of uh, beauty brands were some of the first to kind of pick up on this. And they really treated it more like a PR channel. Um, or, you know, maybe perhaps a, perhaps a branding channel. And uh, that was not a bad approach. I think that was actually highly effective uh, from, from, from that angle. And, and, and a lot of people kind of let it uh, sit there and never really took it to the performance side. Um, but it certainly can operate as a performance channel, right? Um, and, and, and as a direct response channel. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I just mentioned, you know, uh, the work that we did on like the hustle and, 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 and so for us, it also works as content, right? And so uh, there, there's, there's it, this is multifaceted. Uh, if you look mm -hmm. at, uh, for example, what we've done with uh, Mr. Beast. Now, Mr. Beast, uh, again, for your listeners, this, this is a little bit of what I was alluding to earlier in terms of demographics, uh, you know, there's not a 23-year-old in this country who doesn't know who Mr. Beast is, but many of your, li your listeners may not know. Uh, he's, he's effectively the largest YouTuber in, in, in the world. He's got something like 60 million subscribers on, on, on YouTube. Um, he, we've, we, we, we announced and, and we've a, a long-term partnership with him. Um, and you know, it, it, the, the integration goes, goes far deeper than just acquisition. Um, now, for example, if, if you sign up for, for, for current using code BEAST, um, you know, everything from the emails you receive to the, the, the drips you're on, screens that you see in the app, things that you unlock, it, it's customized for you and, 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 it's, and it's highly relevant towards you. So for example, um, you know, if you connect your uh, direct deposit, which is, which is you know, a, a core KPI for us here at Current, mm -hmm. um, and, and you've used code BEAST, uh, you'll, you'll get 5,000 points. Uh, 5,000 points in current uh, are redeemable uh, for a number of things, including an exclusive Mr. Beast by current hoodie, right? Uh, and so that's, you know, that's a pretty cool. deep integration when, when, when you think of it, right? Uh, one, if you're a Mr. Beast fan, this is the only place to get that piece of merchandise. Uh, two, it's effectively free, uh, right? Uh, and, and actually the only place in which you could get, get free merch. Uh, and, and we're talking about pretty far into the experience at that point. But again, every kind of touch point um, from, from that, which would be like a fully converted uh, customer up through uh, just hearing about current, right? On, on the awareness side is kind of customized uh, to, to, to that influencer. So again, it's, it's, it's in terms of its effectiveness, it's, it's not, you know, any one thing, it's, it's quite a few things. Um, but I mean, there's, you know, from a measurement standpoint, uh, you know, it's, it's not as easy to measure as, uh, you know, I was going to say your average Facebook ad, although, yeah. though, you know, the, things have, uh, have, have changed a bit in terms of how easy that, if that is the measure of, of itself. Um, but it's not, let's say as hard as, um, let's say a, a national TV campaign, uh, which might be a little bit more difficult, uh, 
to, to, to measure. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you get, you get signals and you, and you have to model things out, but it's not rocket science. One of the other questions I had was really around purpose. And I think that, you know, so much about uh, a lot of things, at least this day and age are about what is your purpose, right? Are you a purpose driven brand? And I think that, I think everybody at some point, you know, displays some sense of purpose in their, and their outreach and who they work with as far as influencers. Do you, do, do you guys, how do you guys think about purpose and kind of creating that um, um, for your customers and, and prospective customers? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, with demographics, actually. Uh, and if you actually, if you think a little bit about uh, Maslow's pyramid of, of or, or a hierarchy of needs, right, and, and kind of where people are, uh, I think, you know, for for us and and actually that the, the influencers we work with, um, you know, we're really proud of the fact that we're we're helping um, we're helping improve the financial outcomes of millions of people, uh, and, and solving a, a real problem for them, um, and and so that makes us proud. Uh, now, uh, you know, people are not we there's no expectation here that that our customers are joining current um, because of that. Right. That's that's that that's our mission, and that's what we're proud of. But our customers, uh, they're looking to solve their problems, right? Not not, not other people' problems, other other mm -hmm. people's problems. Uh, and so for them, it's 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 the fact that again, we we offer a product uh, that that's effectively doing that. And so yeah. um, you know that's that's uh, our our mission is to help them. Uh, you know, their mission should be to help themselves. Yeah, I totally get that. Oh, that's great. Well, Adam, as we start to bring things to a close, is there anything else you'd want to share with the listeners about, you know, whether it be like, you know, one big thing that's maybe worked for you in this journey or any other words of wisdom or advice that you can kind of share with everybody as they, as they kind of start thinking about how they get started? Uh, yeah, well, you know, the number one thing I would plug uh, is the fact that um, I'm here in, in in New York City enjoying this wonderful summer, uh, actually in, in in our office in downtown Manhattan. Uh, and so, if any of this interests you, I would certainly uh, and again shameless plug here, uh, head to current.com/careers uh, to, to to check us out. Uh, we're, we're hiring fairly aggressively. Uh, you know, we're, we're growing the business uh, quite quite fast. I mean, you're you know. You, you mentioned a few of those metrics, uh, but hey, last last fall we raised our Series C. Um, you know, about six months later, uh, we we raised our Series D. And uh, well, you know, investors don't give you that money uh, to just sit on it; they give you it uh, to to grow the business, and and that's that's a huge priority for us. So you know, certainly marketers, uh, product folks, uh, really anybody who, who who's listening, uh, don't don't hesitate to reach out there. Awesome. Well, great. Well, Adam, anything else you want to share before we wrap? Uh, no, thank, thanks for having me on. I mean, this is uh, this is fun. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, well, and, yeah, no, this is this is great. And I love how you were able to give us some of those concrete examples and really dig into some of the details. So with that, we will draw the curtains on yet another interesting and insight packed session on Growth Maestros. And uh, Adam, again, thanks for joining us today, sharing um, you know, how you approach influencer marketing, how you measure impact 
And um, yeah, it was definitely a pleasure and uh, have a great rest of your week. And for all those of you listening, go out there and do some stuff. So that's it for me. See you on the next episode.